the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I'll just keep holding on to what I believe. Oh, I believe in you. Give me the strength to fight and the heart to believe when it's hard to believe in you. <laughs> I have been before. Is this Jamie Grace? It is, it is. Oh, your voice. It's like, it's like Sav. It's like the best thing I've heard in a long time. Hi. Oh my goodness. It's good to hear your voice too. It's, it's like, I'm, I love my life. I'm happy and how everything is going. But I mean, I miss my Georgia people like a lot. You're in Los Angeles with a beautiful husband and an even more beautiful little baby girl. I just want to eat her for dinner, Jamie. (laughs) I know she is the cutest. I actually called you right now because she's at my parents' house for a few hours, but like literally once she's gone from the house for like 10 minutes, I'm like, can you go get her, Erin? I just missed her. I haven't seen her in 10 minutes. Oh, goodness. Tell your mom I said hi. I bet she's just loving having two grandchildren because your sister has a baby too. Yeah, she is. No, my mom is literally living the dream. My mom and my dad, I mean, you know, just kind of naturally, the grandmother is usually the one that, you know, I kind of call her with like all the baby updates and everything. And so my mom and the baby, they FaceTime, you know, at least twice a day. And um, yesterday, my dad FaceTimed me and I'm really close to both of my parents. So I was like, oh my gosh, like my dad misses me. Like I was so excited. So I answered the phone and he was like, oh, sorry. Like I was calling for the baby. I was like, <laughs> I was like you too? <laughs> Come on, they only they just but I get it. She's great, so I'm not I'm not mad. You have learned one of the most important lessons in motherhood and that's take the back seat right away. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's it's hard to learn it, but then I look at her and I'm like, no. I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Gosh, Jamie, I love your family so much. And I'm actually glad we're talking about your parents, yourself, your baby girl, and what's going on in the world. Your family represents some really awesome leaders. So I'm glad you called because I would love to see if you could just share a good word to all of us who are taking a lot of time to listen right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, thank you guys for listening. You know, this is a this is a challenging time for our world. I mean, one of the most popular things on the news right now, even if we're going to go a few months before, it's like we're all in a pandemic and we're all in a situation where it's like, am I going to get sick? Are you going to get sick? No, it's okay. We're not going to get sick. But then our loved ones are getting sick and our friends are getting sick and our friends are friends and we're hearing stories and trying to figure out what is and isn't true and um, and what we do and don't feel. And so a lot of us are already at home kind of overwhelmed um, and just feeling isolated and disconnected from the people we love. And then on top of that, now we've had stories come to light with, you know, um, the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and most recently George Floyd. And, um, you know, as a, as a black person, it, it kind of feels like in the way that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the world, um, as a black person, when you see a video 
of a black man being killed in that way, and especially at the hand of a police officer, it, it, it doesn't feel like something on the news. It doesn't feel like, oh, that's someone that died, or oh, it's a video I need to turn off. It, it literally, it's like you're looking at your brother. Um, it's like you're looking at your father. It's like you're looking at your husband um, or your close friend. And um, the reason is, is because even though these stories are being brought to light, these aren't new stories to us. These are the stories that we've been hearing for years. And I know that a lot of people might say, well, it's, it's the media, it's the things you hear, but it's the stories that we've been experiencing, the stories that we've been experiencing for years. You know, I've been pulled over by the police and um, for having an out-of-state license plate. Um, I was 19 years old driving around Franklin, Tennessee, and I was told that I wasn't allowed to be there with an uh, out-of-state license plate. And I was ridiculed for having alcohol on my breath. And I've never had alcohol except for one time at a Lutheran church, and I didn't know that it was alcohol, but it was wine for the communion. But but I, I was I was ridiculed for that, and I was afraid for my life. My father... Um, my father has been pulled over by the police as he was pulling into his driveway for his home, and they buried his face into the ground and held a gun to his head. Um, and my father is a pastor. Like, <laughs> he is the son of an L.A. County sheriff and former veteran. You know, we are proud to support the troops and cops. Like, these aren't stories that are happening to people that are just so far off, and it's a wild occasion. These are the everyday fears that we as black people live. And now they're coming to light for a lot of other people to wake up and see it. And I'm grateful for that because I think that it allows everyone else to see, look, we're not, we're, we're not upset over something that we made up. You know, we're not upset over something that happened years ago. We're afraid because of what could happen today. We're afraid of what could happen tomorrow because of what happened yesterday. And what could have happened today, the video, maybe it just hasn't been released yet. And so we're just, as, as, a, as a culture, as black culture, we are in pain, we're hurting, and there's work to be done in the sense of the activism work. There are incredible activists that are on the front lines, um, and I, I feel privileged to join them in the fight that they've been doing for a while. But my suggestion to my friends that are learning about this for the first time to my peers that are opening their eyes to this for the first time, my suggestion is to start with feeling first. Because if we jump to, okay, what can we do to fix this? Then it's kind of like, okay, black people are sad. It's a problem. Let's fix it. But when you can feel how we feel, when you can step into community with us, and we're not just the people on a video or the neighbor down the street, but when your doctor is black, when your dentist is black, when your pastor is black, when you step into genuine community with people who don't look like you, then you feel for that community when things happen to that community because they're not random strangers, but they're your brother, your sister, and your friend. And so that's kind of where we are. It's, it's this awkward need to continue to work and to continue to show up for relationships and smile on Zoom calls, <laughs> but at the same time, we're grieving as a people, and, and we're, just, we're just trying to grieve, but also get ready to make a change in the world. I'm so sorry. I am sorry for your everyday fears. I'm sorry for your grieving. I, I understand that I will never understand. However, I stand with you. Mm -hmm. What else can we do, Jamie? How best can we yeah. listen? Yeah. 
there is an organization that I've known about for a while, but I've just recently started to learn about them. And they're called Be a Bridge. It's Be a Bridge Builder on Instagram, but I also, I post about them all the time on Instagram, on Twitter. And actually, I think the woman that started it is based in Atlanta. And she has these incredible action steps as far as um, petitions that can be signed or even books that you can read to learn more, courses that you can take. And it's a really beautiful way to figure out, okay, what's next? So that's one thing. Two, there is an organization that is helping to focus on implementing proper training steps for police officers just to make sure that everyone is protected and that everyone is safe. And then also throughout my social media, I I created a six-step process. I mean, it just starts with feel and then how to, you know, just act and things to do. And there's books and there's movies because I think the thing is, is like this sounds, oh, it sounds overwhelming. And I understand that to, to feel as though you've woken up and to understand that your brothers and sisters and friends are hurting and grieving. And it's, it's overwhelming. You know, it's a lot of information. It's like, I get kind of overwhelmed if I'm on Instagram and I'm like, wait, where, who am I supposed to talk to? Wait, no, what, I'm supposed to watch this video. Wait, no. You know, it's a lot of information out there. But when we can like learn, educate ourselves and when racism isn't a scary word, you know what I mean? It's, it's the act of racism is terrible, but racism is not a cuss word. It's not an expletive. And so when we can freely talk about it and call it what it is and say racism is sin and I am here to do what is righteous for the God that I serve, I'm here to push toward justice just like it is preached about over and over in the book of Proverbs. I am here to serve the God that I serve every day in this way that I didn't even know was a thing like it is. But now I know, so I'm going to do what I can. So I think Be a Bridge Builder uh, is a great way to start, and I can text you all that if you want it, and you can also find it on my Instagram. And then I also have a ton of resources on my Instagram as well of just books and things like that for kids as well um, of just learning how to embrace our differences and love each other the way that God made us to be so that, I mean, we can put in the work and, and move forward. Yeah, you are a good, beautiful bridge. Your Instagram is Jamie Grace H. I want to make sure yeah. people find you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's Jamie Grace H. I tried to get it without the H, but the girl that has it won't let me have it. So, man, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Grace H. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jamie, if we are listening and wanting to learn, it's important to have people like this in our life that we can ask these questions to. Yeah. It's critical to understand the difference between Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and your personal struggle. It sounds like almost an understatement to say your struggle is real. Right. No, it is. I mean, I, you know, I've I've been booked at churches and I remember a specific situation. The pastor walked out into the the lobby as they were setting up my merchandise. And this is in, the, in my 20s, Beth, this wasn't 15, 30, 1,000 years ago. Um, this is in my 20s as Jamie Grace, the girl that sings Hold Me. And the pastor walked into the lobby as they were setting up the big banner that says Jamie Grace. And he looked at someone from my team and he said, oh, I wouldn't have brought her here if I knew she was black. <gasps> and, and, and Beth, I just, that's normal to me. And yes, it hurts. And yes, it sucks. And yes, I cry and I grieve about it. 
But what am I, a 20-something-year-old girl, going to say to a 40-something-year-old white pastor who doesn't want me there because of the color of my skin? Do I, I mean, what, what do I do? There's nothing that I can do but perform and entertain and make everybody happy. And it's to the point where we're saying it's really hard to keep making everybody happy. We really need you to understand that Black lives do matter. And this is not me saying that phrase in any kind of political agenda or any specific movement. But it's kind of like in the Bible when Jesus said, you know, when the children were trying to get to Jesus and, um, and Jesus said, let the children come to me. I just always imagine <laughs> what if somebody was in the crowd and they were saying, but what about my cousin. And Jesus is like, well, yeah, I know your cousin, but let the children come to me. And that person is like, but yeah, but what about my grandparents? And Jesus is like, yeah, I love senior citizens, but I'm talking about the children. Well, Jesus, all people matter. Well, yes, I understand. I'm Jesus. I know things, but I'm talking about the children right now because the children are the one that need this right now. That's all, that's all this is. When we say Black Lives Matter, at least for me personally, like I said, it's not a political agenda. It's not me trying to scream any kind of movement. It's just I want to know that my life holds value, that my life matters. You know, it's kind of like if you've ever, I use these examples, like if you've ever hugged one of your children in the morning, well, why didn't you hug all of your children at the same time? Or if you've ever kissed your husband as he walked out of the door, well, why didn't you kiss all the men in the world? <laughs> but that, that doesn't make sense because, yes, all of the, the men in the world might be wonderful, but you didn't marry them all, you know? So in this moment, in this season, we are, we as Black people, I know that I can't speak for every Black person and I will never pretend to be able to do that. But I know at least for my community and many other Black communities like my own, we just want to know that we matter. And we're not trying to tear anybody else down on the way. We just want to know that we matter. And statistically, our husbands, our brothers, our men, our fathers, our sons, um, and even us as women as well, we are much more likely to be mistreated or abused by those in power. And so our way of trying to navigate through this emotionally and, you know, as far as activism work is by saying, look, we need to know who believes that we don't matter <laughs> and who believes that we matter, because that's the only way that we can move forward. Mm. Mm. I care about you so much. I thank you for sharing your life. It can't be easy to talk about it. I know you're willing, but I would imagine sometimes it's not very easy, but the knowledge is mm -hmm. very powerful. Thank you for that. Of course, yeah. Would you mind ending our conversation in some prayer? Could you? Would you pray for us as we continue to listen? Yeah, I can totally do that. Great. Yeah. Um, dear Lord, we, we come to you this uh, afternoon, evening, <laughs> and Lord, we, we just ask you for... We just ask you for forgiveness, first of all, Lord, for everything that we have turned our back on because we didn't want to see it or we didn't want to believe it or we were afraid to acknowledge it. God, we just ask for your forgiveness. We lay those things at your feet knowing that yesterday is gone and today is right here, Lord, and you see our hearts right here. And Lord, we place our hearts in your hands and we just ask that you mold them and shape them the way that you would have them to be molded and shaped. Lord, I pray for this next generation, Lord. I pray that they are being raised to see their mothers and their fathers fighting to make a difference so that they don't have to have these same conversations in 10 years and 20 years. Lord, I pray for every little white girl that has ever said that Jamie Grace is her hero. Lord, I pray that she, that she can see the pain that I have faced 
and that she can know that she can be a beautiful part of this change for the future. Lord, I pray for every little black girl that has ever said that Jamie Grace is her hero. Lord, I pray that she never doubts the beauty of her skin, that she never doubts how gorgeous and stunning it is to have her deep, dark skin, Lord. I pray that we will all continue to remember that white, brown, black, blue, yellow, Lord, that you have created us and exactly the way that you wanted us to be created. We are different for a reason, and you are willing, you are able to use those differences for your glory as long as we are willing, Lord. So we surrender our pride, our anger, our fear, our insecurity, our vote, Lord, we, we surrender it all to you. And we ask that you move in a way that only you can. And it's in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Jamie Grace is one of my heroes. <laughs> I love you, Beth Bacall. Thank you so much. You're just, you're, you're just a great, lovely human. We, my whole family loves you. You know that. Mm, I care about you very much. Thank you for your valuable, valuable time. Please uh, give your, your mom and Morgan just a big hug for me. And thank you for blessing us with your words. Yes, of course. Thank you so much, Beth. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. So I'll just keep holding on to what I believe. Oh, I believe in you. Give me the strength to fight and the heart to believe when it's hard to believe.